cliffcentral.com. All right. Monday morning, cliffcentral.com. So many things to still get to. We've got to talk about some of the stuff in the news as well. But since you've joined us, it's 7 o'clock and time for us to check in on some of the uh, the results, sporting results from the weekend. So what do you got for us, Ryan? All right. Let's start off with uh, cricket. So Australia versus South Africa, the women one-off test match. Australia won by an innings and 284 runs. Very good. Then we have India versus England, uh, the third test, and India won by 434 runs there. Okay. Getting into rugby, URC, uh, Leinster beat uh, Leinster. Beat Leinster. You Leinster. went to Ireland, you, you've got to get it right. Leinster. Yes, yeah, so I can actually go watch the stuff there. I can give you yeah, live you reports from I don't from think anyone's waiting for your live reports. But again, <laughs> what's the score? Leinster and Benetton? 47-18. Uh, Okay. Um, Lions beat the Bulls 25-10. and it's the Bulls. No, I'm joking. I was about to say it. I was like, I've, I've been saying that wrong my whole life. Okay, and the one that uh, everybody was excited about was the Sharks and the Stormers. Yes, and the Stormers came out on top 25-21 mm. to the Sharks. So. That's why there was a storm last night. <laughs> All right, PSL. PSL, now... You see, I love getting these reports back from Ben because he, he likes to be a bit cheeky. So, you know, if, if you play on super bets and you place bets, mm-hmm. uh, Ben is your go-to guy. And he's been sure. right for many, many things. So he puts here, Sundowns won, Pirates won. In brackets, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did call it. He said exactly that. So you know where to put your money on on Fridays. Listen to Ben. Uh, getting into Premier League, um, Liverpool beat Brentford 4-1. Arsenal thrash Burnley 5-0. Chelsea and uh, Man City drew 1-1. And uh, Man United beat Luton Town 2-1. Then finally, let's end it off with some UFC. uh, Yeah, end off with some UFC. UFC 298. Ilya Topura knocked out Alexander Volkanovsky in the second round to become the new featherweight champion. Ding, ding. That's That's beyond the scoreboard. Weekend sports recap with Superbets. Superbets supports responsible gambling. Strictly no under 18s. Winners know when to stop. The South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll-free counseling hotline. 0800-006-008. Yes. So, um, so many things to still get to this morning. Mm. I do want to look at some news quickly. Uh, before we get to Dr. Tess and fat people. So apparently <laughs> the DA has rejected the ANC's request for more time to make public its CADA deployment records. I don't know why it's taking them so long to just come out with this. Uh, they've obviously, either they haven't been keeping records or nothing's been in writing, both of which should be suspicious of, in and of themselves. Um, but DA leader John Stern hasn't said the ANC is begging for more time to avoid exposing the president's role in state capture. That's this president mm. during the time that Jacob Zuma was president. They will not grant the ANC's request. Good. Good. Hold their feet to the fire. That's good. That's what we want opposition parties to be doing. And uh, Donald Trump was fined $355 million and banned from running businesses in New York. This is just unbelievable. I mean, whether or not you like Donald Trump, and many people do not, it just it has to strike everybody as completely obvious and transparent at this point that they are throwing everything they can at this man to try and derail him ahead of the elections. That's exactly what they, it's right? like sabotage almost. I mean, it, it's completely sabotage. And it's, it's now starting to have a, a negative effect on Democrats, as in people who before were not sympathetic to Trump at all, didn't like him, didn't find anything to connect with him on, 
are now looking at this going, this is actually a witch hunt. They're doing some unbelievably unscrupulous things mm. just to derail the man. It's, un, it's beggar's belief. Anyway, so what they did is a lawsuit filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James, which accused him of manipulating property values to get loans and insurance. Why now, though, is the question. He's been operating in New York for years, four or five decades yeah, at least, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, probably yeah. a whole lot more than that. Judge Arthur Engeron said Trump had shown no remorse for his actions and his penalties were justified. He claimed the case is politically motivated. Well, just to prove the point, the New York governor, Kathy Hochul is her name, came out just yesterday, and I don't know if she knew she was being recorded. You've got to assume that politicians know they're always being recorded. She said, oh, if you're a property developer in New York and you've done what Trump did, don't worry, we're not coming after you. It's only him because it's political. Mm. So that should close the case. Signed, sealed, delivered. If the governor of New York said that, that should mean another epic failure in their attempt to block Trump from just running. The same thing happened in Georgia, where it turns out the attorney general there uh, is sleeping with the guy that she hired to put the case together against Trump. I mean, it's all falling to pieces. It's so obviously bullshit. And if you don't like Trump, then you've got to have better people on your side. And we think we've got comedy here. Yeah. Just get better people on your side if your side's so right. Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, so some other things we do in uh, just a little bit. Uh, we will get to obesity. So one of the things about obesity that I want to tackle with uh, Dr. Tess, and I think that this is probably something a lot of people in South Africa are aware of. I know some people who are on it, is this Ozempic stuff. You heard it's like the miracle cure. Everyone in Hollywood is using it to lose weight. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. not it. It's a diabetic medication that they inject themselves with. And then you, uh, you lose weight like you can't believe. I've been hearing a lot like about way this. Way better or, than my little piddly four kilograms in two weeks. I thought eating two eggs a day would be great. but that Is that what you're doing? I'm doing two eggs a day. <laughs> no, so apparently this is what people are doing. And I want to find out if it's safe, what she knows about it. And what she can tell us about, because diabetes is also a big problem in South Africa, and they're, yeah. they're linked. You know, diabetes and uh, obesity are linked. Mm. We find out about that link too. Um, I have a thousand rand on Trump winning the election, says Carl. I really need him to win. Okay, well, now you've got, you've got a dog in the fight. Yeah, well, that's it. Now, now you're invested. A thousand rand. Yeah, I wonder um, what the odds are on that. That must be heavily weighed on the one side. I don't know what the odds are. We must look them up. <laughs> they change all the time, though. Oh, of course. Right. Uh, no, Gareth, Hollywood is all about the adrenochrome. Adreno, adrenochrome. I've, now, this is a thing I've heard about. This is like this conspiracy that there's this stuff in your blood that keeps you young. And I don't know whether this is true or not either. So I'm just saying it's a conspiracy theory because I can't prove mm. right or wrong. That, uh, Have you heard about lion's mane? Lion's mane mushrooms, yeah. Yeah, of course. apparently that reverses aging us. Really? Yeah. The mushroom itself goes... Reverses it, aging? Reverses I've heard that it aging. has all kinds of health benefits. And it reprograms the brain cells and all these wonderful things. And What are you on? Me. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you taking? Enduro Max. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have some kind of routine? I do, I do. I mean, I'm besides Take the med tons of supplements, no, 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 no supplements. Okay, meditation and rest. 
I found that there's a lot of importance in rest when it comes to weight gain and also just m- making sure the body functions properly. I mean, I was actually instructed by my physician last year to socialize and go out more and also rest more at the same time. Why were you becoming a bit reclusive? Yeah, I was being a bit doing too much at the same mm. time. Wearing too many hats or too many masks as the doc and Nanan yeah, called. Correct. So I had to re reinvent a lot of my lifestyle, party party harder when I can and then relax and rest more as well. So Lotus says that um, Australia has a shortage of those diabetic injections because there's so many people there using Ozempic. Interesting, oh, wow. huh? Oh, this wow. is the only come up recently. You know, I've never heard uh, about a Zempex since I, like last week. I heard about it for the first time probably two and a half years ago, so a while back. And a friend of mine was on it, and he said, I I didn't ask him how he got it because it was way ahead of anyone else. In the what country. happens if a thin person takes it? Well, he's not, he wasn't exactly fat, but he said, Oh, he said, I can eat whatever I want and mm. I don't put on weight. Yeah. Mm, go back that's why that's snacking. why I want to fit, that's why I want to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> I don't I don't want to miss out on the snacking no, if no. there's a way to get both. But as Dr. Hanan said, just to go back to him as you did, um there's no risk without reward and there's no reward without some sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you got to get that right too. I'm just thinking now I can go back to eating three bunny chows a month. Is that, that's really your thing, the bunny chows. It's not stereotypical. Did the song all. give you like get you free bunny chows? It did actually. That, I mean, if, if, if you if you watch the music video on YouTube, you'll see I'm eating the bunny chows throughout it. It's, it's really actually. Very so nice. I only got you a few for the actual. Oh, yeah, so it's just actually, for the video. Yeah, it's not I like, thought maybe it's not you could like go he's got like, aunties eh, dropping <laughs> no. off bunny chows at his front door. Eh? Not even one sambar. Not, not one even sambar. one. <laughs> Did you, uh, Ryan says he was at uh, the casino for New Year and he yes. heard this voice and he recognized it was you. You were emceeing the whole thing. Yes, I, I was doing the, the New Year's countdown. You did the countdown? I did the countdown. And then um, as I went outside to go and do a big speech to 3,000, 4,000 people. Drunks. Yeah, basically. 3,000 drunks. I, I, on, on I, I can attest he's brilliant because we actually... Funny enough, when I first <laughs> met Sunil here, I didn't realize we actually share a mutual friend. So one of my friends I studied with in college, sound school, uh, he was actually working at the casino at the time. And so he would set up all the sound for Sunil to do his MC thing at this casino. And every year for like the past uh, three or four years, we've gone to the casino for New Year's. It's just a cool vibe. It's mm-hmm. sort of different. It's sure. quite fun. Mm. And so this year, I don't know why, I've, but I forgot. And I just heard this countdown going and I was like, Wait, I remember that voice. <laughs> so you recognized his voice straight away. Yeah, yeah. very impressive, right? Yeah, Didn't you get I a like kiss it. on stage? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, about <laughs> what that. happened? So I was on stage, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I hope you kiss somebody at midnight." Blah blah. And then oh, I haven't kissed anybody. And then this really drunk guy jumped onto the stage. <laughs> I gave you a kiss. Kissed me. Security got involved. Oh, it was, oh, it wow. was uh, so my first kiss this year was horrific. A lovely horrific. man wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> All right, let's turn our attention to the discussion around obesity. This is something um, I'm not unwilling to get into trouble over because <laughs> obesity is something I've expressed my opinion of many times, but it's not an educated opinion. I'm not a, an expert in this field. Someone who is is our next guest, and I'm thrilled that we finally have somebody who can set me uh, right where I'm wrong 
and also explain some of the stuff to us because Professor Tess van Amaver is a registered endocrinologist specialized in the field of obesity for 35 years. Big emphasis on the fact that it is an internal medical disease that requires expert physician care and compassion. And I suppose that's where I'm lacking is the compassion. Dr. Tess, nice to have you on. How are you? Good morning, Gareth. No, I'm full of the joys of life. Thank you. I'm delighted to hear it. But um, let's just get straight into it, uh, like a, an obese person would supper. Um, what What is obesity? What do we classify as obesity? Because I hear loads of things about BMI. I hear about morbid obesity. What are the actual technical definitions? It's gone through several rounds of review, Gareth, and I think that your your timing in terms of this program is absolutely perfect because we're coming out with a Lancet white uh, draft paper uh, within the next couple of months where many more factors than just the BMI index uh, will be taken into the definition of obesity. But roughly speaking, still for the moment, mm -hmm. uh, we would say that you are at a normal weight at a BMI 25 to 30 uh, and then obese uh, at 30 to 35 and generally speaking we would call people morbidly obese uh, at a BMI above 35 although I do I do have to emphasize we're trying to get away from the derogatory terminology such as morbid obesity and rather beginning to move to uh, more appropriate terminology such as people uh, living with obesity or more specifically persons living with obesity. Mm. Okay, well you can be you can be gentle about it. I don't have to be. I just say the word fat and I don't allow any fat people into my house because they break things and they 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 will eat remorselessly and then there'll be nothing left for me. I am interested in what the causes of obesity are besides obviously overeating, which is an easy one for us to mock and make fun of. But what are the real physiological causes? of obesity and how, how do you how do you even know that you're down the road where there's you know there's damage being done it's complicated uh, gareth i think uh, the who has most definitively moved it out of the lifestyle diseases category although you cannot disregard it because it certainly would be the one of the triggers uh, lifestyle uh, but if one can put it very simplistically, there is a body stat in the brain. I don't want to become too technical, but it's no, located in the, in the hypothalamus in the brain. It's a nanometer small little gland mm -hmm. that uh, literally stores your, your body stat. Uh, and there comes a point in some people's life uh, where it does not respond to the peripheral input signals. But in other words, what would be coming in from the, the pancreas, from the liver, from the muscle, from the fat. There's a total connect uh, in a normal person between uh, what goes on in the body state of the hypothalamus and what the peripheral signaling would entail. And that's complicated. We can leave that out of the picture. But very simplistically, there becomes a point or you get to a point where that hypothalamus becomes like, becomes like a runaway train. Uh, it becomes automated and strangely in the human being, it will then always defend the previous highest 
uh, set point. So if your highest weight is going to be tomorrow, that is the weight that we as endocrinologists would have to, to fight. Uh, if that was your highest weight 10 years ago, we're still fighting that uh, because that is stored uh, permanently and very accurately so down to a half uh, a kilo. So, of course, you can now say, well, what led to all of that? Well, it's partly evolutionary. There was a time when being at a higher weight was appropriate for Homo sapiens. We could climb trees, run away, fight the enemy, and, and so on. Uh, but now we're living in an environment where we have not evolved uh, genetically to the point where we should have as human beings. Uh, and yes, your genetic susceptibility, of course, is there. If I can put it very simplistically, mm -hmm. there's your blueprint. Nobody can change that blueprint. That yeah. is what you've got. That's what, what we work with. But every gene in the body codes for a particular function downstream. And that is where the whole concept of environmental factors and epigenetics come into the to the picture because it has the ability to make that gene function in a dysfunctional way. So yes, we 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 do have multiple uh, risks. Uh, of course, if you talk want to talk about environmental, we can go very broad. But I think Gareth, that should be a. a, a a topic for a, a, a different mm. uh, time and well <clears throat> yes we, we need to spend time on this a lot more time because i think it's are, a, are there, are, it's there the biggest are there obvious and and achievable ways that people can arrest the the, the slide into obesity and and perhaps more of those those complicating factors and we'll get to some of those in a moment i especially want to have your expertise on the links between diabetes and obesity, because they are linked as well. Maybe you can explain to us why so many people who are obese suffer from diabetes and you know how it can lead people to be obese from the other side. Uh, but, but a lot of this is like, what can I do for myself? Personal responsibility as opposed to blaming the environment. Oh, because there's climate change, I'm fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've got to take both sides of the coin, uh, Gareth, you've got to firstly seek medical help because it takes a, a metabolist rather than an endocrinologist and regretfully there are not many of them in the world to understand at what point that set point has become autonomous, uh, which of course takes you into a completely different avenue of treatment uh, yeah. compared to where it's just a lifestyle problem. Lifestyle problem is somebody who goes to Mauritius, uh, has a ball, uh, puts on 10 kilos, comes back, and is still able to lose that weight very comfortably uh, without too much effort. But when the patient has reached a resting metabolic rate that is slow from various metabolic factors, you have to start regarding it as a medical disease uh, and it has got medical disease status with the WHO now. And I think that is where we've got to be compassionate uh, towards certain people who's had a long-standing battle because it that is not a it's a not an easy problem to solve. And if you look at the world, we now have as many, well, 2.8 billion. 
uh, obese people or overweight then uh, in the world, BMI uh, above uh, 30, as we have for malnutrition. So it's the biggest disease of our time that is, we've isn't it, isn't it even the- isn't even more on the obese side? Like certainly in human history, there have never been this many fat people in measurable human history. <laughs> Yes. So generally speaking, on a, a large scale, we still use BMI. Uh, we can refer you to the or the your your listeners to the SASA website. It's basically weight divided by weight squared, uh, where we we will say, well, now now you've reached the point of obesity. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you have any form of associated diseases and we don't even use the terminology comorbidity anymore because it, it it's once again we're trying to desensitize that we are saying well you have associated diseases and in the lancet paper it's going to be very prominent that it's very broad based if you suffering severe anxious depression as a result from your weight that that is significant uh if you have diabetes it's significant if you have lost your quality of life uh due to that that is very significant and it will definitely not be a reference scale that will refer only to well have i got the standard things that most people look for hypertension diabetes and hypercholesterolemia because like you said right in the beginning, rightfully so, uh, Gareth, uh, uh, these people do not lead a normal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They, they they function to move around in society. Uh, and they very often are ridiculed uh, uh, and and they, they're struggling. And I, I, I know that, but th- that's that's really like that's a thing for – you as their doctor, if you are their doctor, and it's for them to deal with. The rest of us can't be blamed because you can't stop putting your hand in the bowl of chips, <laughs> shoving them down your throat. And I do think that we've got to also be, there's a little bit of tough love that's required here because a lot of these people, I've seen these shows, I'm sure you have too, doctor. These shows on TV where they have these enormously, enormously fat people who just eat and eat and eat and they lie. They say, oh no, I don't eat that much. Then you put a camera in their fridge and they looting the fridge every night for three or four hours non-stop just guzzling down whatever the hell they can find pickled onions getting picked up by cranes a hind quarter a whole hind quarter of a donkey whatever they can find uh, you, you're right <laughs> Gareth, but you know every word is 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 correct but here's the mind shift that that we need in the world it's not the fact that you're eating it yeah. is the why are you eating like that scenario. But do you remember, and, you remember uh, Austin Powers, uh, fat bastard, says, I eat because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat. Uh, so so is, it, is it a – that's a mental health thing more than it is a physiological thing, right? Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent again, uh, mental health forms an enormous part of, of the, the psychological makeup. Um, of these people that we're dealing with an 
a very high level of anxiety, uh, anxious depression. Uh, borderline personalities mm -hmm. are frequently found uh, within these patients, uh, and they do. They do. They 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 will try and exonerate themselves from blame. I think we you have to be very mature in your approach is as a specialist in this field to say, well, okay, so I know all of that. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of person that's going to step into my office. This is what I'm expecting. Uh, that we can work on. Those are what I call modifiable issues, uh, mostly, not, not, not in everybody. Uh, sure. You need a lot of cognitive behavior treatment there, but... The reality is, and you cannot take away from it, that unless you can get to that hormonal cascade uh, within the hypothalamus that will control your body stat, uh, you will still not have achieved anything. And I think that is where we've, we've got to be very mature about it. So if, if you're sitting with a real hormonal dysfunctionality, that is controlled at a very automated level and has developed over over many years, then we've got to accept that as it is and then say, right, from here onwards, who goes into which stream of treatment? Because again, obesity is no longer a blanket treatment. Mm. You, you, you cannot, for a person at a BMI of 30, uh, have the same approach, for instance, as for a person at a BMI of 50. Yeah. They're vastly different treatment streams, and so, it takes a, a lot of experience. I, I know that um, that Sunil and, and Ryan have probably got a bunch of questions mm. for you, but I just want to quickly finish off on, on that topic I broached a moment ago about the, the other correlated diseases and, and, and the, the difficulty that, for example, diabetes introduces into the equation and heart disease, because we know that's the biggest killer. I think it's still the biggest killer in South Africa. Um, and heart disease is inextricably linked to obesity. Correct. But they are downstream consequences of okay. an inherent disease that you first got to fix. Mm. Um, and without fixing those, the chances that you will succeed downstream is, is very little. So, yes, we take all of that into account. And in some patients, you will say, well, you're a candidate for medical treatment only, but we will focus on correcting all the associated diseases as well in in the hope that maybe we'll, we'll bring down the, the, the economic cost factor uh, in one sense, uh, but but also the, the mortality and the morbidity with, in other words, the, the, the crippling and the death rate uh, of what is associated uh, with these associated diseases it's 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 complex gareth it's not as simple as it looks at a first glance of well this this is just somebody eating way mm. too much um, okay i hope yeah. i've answered that yeah, question yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 it helps i mean listen i understand but we're also then once we start dealing with the the, the, the pancreas and diabetes it's obviously a lot more complicated than just that um Okay, so you guys go for it because I'll, I'll get to Ozempic later on. I know yeah. everybody's asking you about that at the moment, so we got to get to that question too. I just want to ask, like, at what point, at what point does surgery come into place? Like, at what point do you say, you know what, 
maybe we just need to take this into a more surgical thing to actually take the weight off or is or do you just prefer naturally just to try and, and lose it so let's let's look at what what we have got available in the marketplace we've we've got uh, hormones that can basically copy uh, what we're achieving with bariatric surgery yes they're far from ideal uh, they are uh, in certain cases they've been around for a while they are being described off-label for obesity, but there are molecules that, that has come onto the market now that, that has been approved by the FDA directly for obesity, also in the hormonal category. At what point? Well, that, that is exactly what this white draft paper is going to be uh, all about. And that is at any point where the patient has got any form of consequence for their obesity, regardless of whether that is loss of quality of life uh, or diabetes or heart disease or developing anxious depression, anything that could be associated. So you've got to bring, there has to be a lot of personalization uh, in, in your approach. Let's take an example. You've got you've got somebody who's maybe in the entertainment industry at a BMI of 29, which theoretically speaking is not in the obese category. It's it's overweight. I was gonna but say who, going to who told you? Who told you? Yeah, this what's might going be on here? Oh my, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> Who's been sharing the secrets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal for them sure. uh, to be at a BMI of 29. It's uh, it, 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 it impacts on what they're going to achieve uh, and 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 how they're going to perceive themselves and to what extent they're going to achieve success uh, within that uh, domain. Uh, or you may have uh, a house, housewife from Moikloof that, that really doesn't need it at a BMI of 29 but is beginning to suffer from anxious depression because there's, there's peer pressure. So, yes, so I think Although we use the definition, strictly speaking, that you qualify from a BMI of 30, there may be lower BMI categories. Where does it become, let's rather look at the opposite side of the coin. At what point does it become non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. At a BMI of 35 and above, it becomes non-negotiable. Sure. That you can no longer just look at this and say, well, this is the life I'm leading uh, because they're costing uh, the state uh, and the medical aids a right, lot of right. money. No, it costing yeah, me they have to <laughs> Now you're coming to the point of accountability, right. uh, which I like very much. So you, you have to at some point say, well, I have an accountability here uh, to, to also fix my life it can never, never be either or. Mm. But then how do you fix it? Uh, and that is where you've got to bring the signs into it. But in other words, you've got to say, is this point person already at a point where the hypothalamus has become fixed in terms of its body stat? Or could we still do it with medical management, such as with the JIP and the GLIP uh, uh, receptors, which 
really are the it's the first really big development in in 10 years i mean in america they fought they're very fortunate they now have from december they've got both the clip and the chip uh molecule all in one that has been approved for the fda not off label mm -hmm. like ozempic but directly for mm -hmm. obesity management but then you also get to that point where you've got to look at the outcome very carefully and and say well if you're dealing with a patient at a BMI of 40, for instance, yeah. uh, do you go for, for bariatric surgery now? And the answer is unquestionably yes, if you can afford it. And bariatric They talk about you know having your stomach uh, uh, closed. What is it? They 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 basically restrict. No, they restrict yeah, They restrict the amount of. No, no. Uh, what's that? No. Well, no, not not anymore, Gareth. Those those procedures, and I feel very strongly that they should just fall by the wayside. Uh, there, there's no real place for them in modern medicine anymore. Okay. Uh, if if you function within an internationally accredited center, and I'm glad you brought up this point because that's a point very close to my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, balloons, applications, uh, uh, and so on and so on. Uh, if you're going to do this, do it properly. Then go and do one of the hormonal procedures. Within other words, you're going to have to go for a procedure that modifies or where 80% of the action that you are going to achieve will be hormonally induced. Within other words, what has happened is over 30 years, we've just become clever enough to work out which hormone will land where in the brain by modifying what part of the gut. Ultimately, I think we will be working stereotactically on, on the hypothalamus, but that, that's some way off. But you, you, you have to then go in and hormonally fix what you've got to fix. So, yes, there is a restrictive element to the, 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 the hormonal operations, but it's very short-lived. It's, it's for no longer than maybe four to five weeks. And, and that is simply just because we've, we, we have included uh, some stapling of the stomach, uh, not, not to, to have the long-term outcome of necessarily decreasing the volume, uh, but rather because we are eliminating once again some of the, those hormonal input signals that would be what, what going to the hypothalamus. What about uh, forced uh, treadmills, uh, compulsory treadmills? <laughs> um, you brought up... I simply love that. I, I, I love that. Um, Okay, so let, let, let's look at what, what is achievable with, with that because, again, we've got to be guided by the science and not by our, our emotion here. Sure. Uh, no, not a successful tool uh, for the simple reason that with most of these very overweight people, they would have gone through so many cycles of weight gain and weight loss that by the time they end up where they end up, they've got such a slow resting metabolic rate that the calorie deficit that they can create on a daily basis with, a, with, 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 with training is simply just not enough to get them there. So maybe these very same people when they were 18 years would have had a resting metabolic rate of 3,000 calories per day, but they have now ended up in a place where they've got a resting metabolic rate of 1,400 or 500, if we're lucky, uh, through various mechanisms, which we don't have to discuss now. And you cannot create a calorie deficit in these people that is of a sufficient nature. However, 
what I do like about your statement is, is there's absolutely no point in going through an entire treatment program, getting to the other side with the potential of fixing your life and taking ownership and having walked the road of contemplation and then do nothing to sustain it. That is where the accountability comes in and where you've got to say to the patient, right, this you've, you've now moved from point A to point B, but at point B, this is what no. is going to be expected. I don't know. There, there, there's, there are no fat people during a famine. I mean, they just don't, you know. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, so I hear all of this, and, and I love the way, you know, someone said in the comments earlier, it's people living with obesity or, as opposed to, like, obese people. But I know, Doctor, you, you have to move with the times, and these are the kinds of things that have happened, and you're giving us the proper definitions, which I appreciate enormously. I mean, I don't uh, in any way mock or ridicule those things. Mm. But I do mock or ridicule fat people because I believe in tough love, and I do believe in the power of negative reinforcement. Nonetheless, I'm not going to win with everybody. I won with someone called Fat Pat many years ago. She wrote a book about losing weight and she credited me in the opening by saying I was so mean that she felt she had to prove to me that she could lose the weight. Pat got no, into But it's not entirely wrong there either. Um, fat love, no, that is not what we want. Uh, now this, this, what, do, what do you think of this body positivity movement? Because that's the opposite of me. Look, look. Let, let me try and come from a different angle to, to make it more uh, approachable. Mm -hmm. If you're training a dog, would you hit it <laughs> repeatedly? Yes. Yeah. To <laughs> <keep> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yes. I bet you you wouldn't. Negative reinforcement. Would, Same with a child. You would. <laughs> well, child, child, uh, well, that, that's, we can. Why is it quiet, Sunil? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just thinking. You don't approve you know, of my methods? I'm, I'm just thinking of the, the, the trauma. Um, and I, I'm, I'm listening to the doctor speaking as well, and all these medical terms which sound great, and I can't spell half of them. Um, but I'm also thinking like the, the role in which um, the count, there must be some sort of counseling or healing that is evolved around the fact that, oh my gosh, my BMI is too high. Oh, I'm going to die. If I don't step on the treadmill, Gareth's going to come hit me. You're so, going to die. So, yeah, you, you're going to die. I, I'm, I'm the that enough death. motivation? I mean, what, what do you want? Do you want must I put bells and whistles exactly. and crystal healing so, around it? Crystal healing, well, or oh, Reiki. But is there is there some <laughs> sort of uh, like counseling or support groups out there for people who go and get there are. stapled. They all get together and then they eat. Get stapled <laughs> or they get told about the hypothalamus. They're told about the... Uh, no, this is not you know, know. Just ignore Sunil's question, yeah, Doc. You don't have to worry. Coffee with, with a discussion. Ignore that. Uh, it's a terrible question. You don't, you don't have to give that any serious consideration, Doctor. Garrett's going to hit me what, afterwards. What you're saying is 100% right. And it's, it's a mindset that is going to be very <laughs> difficult to, to move, uh, I think, in the world today, given uh, the lifestyle that we have world, worldwide. Um, and it brings me back then, Gareth, if you want. And and I like I like your approach in a way. Uh, and, and that's the whole concept that we've lost probably worldwide, and that is the concept of accountability. Uh, personal accountability has been slanted by the media uh, in that it, it has given 
many diseases, not just obesity, many issues. Uh, you can go corruption way for that. Sure. It's given a legitimacy where there should be no legitimacy. And there is a point at which you have to be very blunt with the patient and say to them, look, this is what's going to be required of you. You are going to die. You, you cannot afford to carry on staying in your corner, feeling mm. sorry for yourself. If you want to get out of this corner, then you can get out of it, but then get out of it with a positive mindset and the right help. Uh, what, what for me, if you really want to go that way, Gareth, is far more concerning uh, is affordability. Uh, if, you, if you're dealing with 2.8 billion overweight people out there, I can tell you not even 2 to 4% of that population density will have the means to even access, well, the, the, the coffee and cake group, as I call them. Uh, so, so how do we how do we go about this? Uh, it's a difficult one. I, I've, I've, I've gone over this many times in my head, and I think that's the point at which you've got to take a little bit of a philosophical angle with all of this and say, well, you know, not everybody can have a kidney transplant either, but are we going to focus on helping those that can be helped uh, and take those people forward? Or are we going to waste a lot of negative emotional energy uh, where clearly we're not going to have any form of an outcome mm -hmm. whatsoever? That there is a lot of uh, ethical reasoning that comes into that. Um, I don't know, Gareth. I think this so is such a big, such a deep topic. That, so, so what about you know, what, what about Ozempic? Because people are hailing this as a, a fantastic breakthrough. I, I see Hollywood uh, stars and, and rich people all over the world. Oprah. Oprah's on it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Oprah's done every yeah. fad diet in Don't the universe. Clean. And whenever you think of Oprah, you still think she's fat. No, but Oprah but, always implied to go the healthy routes, and then people well, discovered later she's on Ozempic. What do we think of Ozempic, Doc? What do I think of Ozempic? I think Ozempic has been overtaken. It was never approved by uh, uh, the FDA for weight loss as such, but it was approved for diabetes. And again, for me, just look at the outcome data. The outcome data will tell you everything. Uh, mm -hmm. It's actually a molecule that dates back to 2013, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and the, the reality is, is it's by no means a magic bullet. But for those, and now we come back to the, the, the 20 or maybe just over 20% where it may have a success, success story. If it's going to work, then, then do it. Uh, but there are other molecules in the marketplace that I think are going to be blockbusters and they will come through the market thick and fast then. Uh, if, if that is going to give you a better outcome in terms of your associated diseases that will go hand in hand with the loss of weight, then do it. Uh, I don't care if it's part of the coffee and cake uh, uh, party, but at least we will have a positive move in bringing down the health economic expenses 
uh, of what we are facing in terms of both obesity and associated diseases. So in principle, if there are no contraindications, then use it. My, my, my view of the future going from here forwards, forward is, is that the molecules that will be coming through will become stronger, but they will always only have a place in the lower BMI groups. I have, in principle, got a bit of a problem putting a person at a BMI of 45 uh, onto Ozempic simply to achieve maybe five kilos of weight loss at the expenditure that it comes with because then you have not achieved what you wanted to. Then the, the better and the far more wise step is to say, well, I, you can go through bariatric surgery where it is supported, by the way, by many medical aids because they understand the consequences of this disease where we're looking at anything from 44 to 60% of weight loss, depending on what exact technical procedure you're going to apply. So if we want to then number crunch, right. I think at the, the end of the day, it, it's about where, where are we going to get the best value for money? And, and it sounds hard that we should talk about a disease that a lot of people is, is really honestly struggling with uh, in terms of rands and cents. But it, that, that, this is the reality that we are, are, are living with. Uh, in terms of, of the, the, the people just taking it to have a five kilo weight loss uh, to fit into the red dress, well, mm. So what? And you really stop them? Then do it. So you're saying that? Uh, do Go. we know? Do we know anything about the the long term effects of this uh, this stuff? Do we know whether or not there are other yes. contraindications, yes, they are, uh, side they effects? Are by and large, no, they're good, Gareth. At the, 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 with the exception of the the worry around pancreas cancer and thyroid cancer, uh, the, the the problem is the sustainability again. And now you're looking at Somebody who goes, and let me be very blatantly clear about this, the patient goes on to one of the JIP or the GLIP antagonists, and, uh, or agonists, sorry, and uh, you, you achieve a, a 5 kilo or a 5% or maybe even a 7% weight loss. Exceptional cases, maybe 10%. The minute you stop that drug, you're back to where you were, unless... You've managed to either reset that hypothalamus, which would require, to my own mind, at least a year's worth of, of treatment, or you've gone and changed your lifestyle in that time period to enhance your resisting metabolic rate, or you say, well, at least I've now managed to get myself onto a medical aid where I can go and have bariatric surgery. But to say that you're going to be on, on Ozempic, for forever, yeah. which is basically what it boils down to, if you mm. want to really have a success rate, uh, is it's not a cost-effective tool for me at this stage. And, and, it, uh, and it is yes. really, it is really expensive, right? I think, in terms of the the the, the, the population income out there, it is almost unachievable. Um, it is very expensive. It's I think I do believe that in in time things will get better. 
because you know as as more clones come onto the market uh, the price will come down however i do believe that the molecules that are coming out now even though they're going to be very expensive will have better diagnostic criteria on outcome uh, linked to them uh, but but ultimately it's you have to decide where, not where am i heading to with this in two weeks from now or two months from now yeah uh, for me the minimum would be is to say well well where are we heading with this in this particular patient in two years from now hmm. right and then there are obviously and and again we've got to be clear about this like this is not this does not constitute medical advice. You still need to, in your own independent way, go and figure out what is right for you if you are obese or overweight. And again, I do want to also draw a distinction between overweight and obese because, as you said, there are lots of people who go in and out of uh, you know, being a little bit chubby, feeling a little bit uh, less confident. Maybe they've gone super, super thin. We, we will spend another show talking about people who are much, much too thin and who don't eat at all and who have all kinds of other problems around uh, under eating. But I mean, I came up with this diet a couple of years ago, Doc, the eat less, run more diet, and it still seems to be the best. I mean, if you just eat less and you run more, uh, chances are you won't be enormous. We've got to work that sentence out of the equation. <laughs> Telling me it's a terrible. Are you are you denying the efficacy of my diet? Is this it? Finally, I've reached the point where the doctor has told me you're, talk, no, you're talking shit, Gary. You, no, you 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 you're lucky enough physiologically to still have a pliable hypothalamus. Uh, that's why you succeeded, and you, your your body your body set point was still modifiable. But it's, it's not the approach that we can take for a, a, a disease of enormous impact uh, world, enormous. worldwide. Because yeah. it's what, enormous. And, and again, it, it, it's, it, for, for me, the, look, and I'm back to the, 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 the word of accountability. Sure. There's also accountability <laughs> on the side of the doctor's uh, function. Uh, you know, telling the patient to go and eat less, train more, is a one-liner that you can send the patient out of your office with in less than two minutes. And a script, maybe another minute. And it's less of an effort. Uh, and accountability that should be exercised in the process towards that patient is just not there. And that is, I think, where a lot of patients, people, persons living with obesity become utterly frustrated is because that is exactly what they get when they step in to get help. They get the one-liner. Doc, can I ask you, can I ask you quickly, uh, let's, let's be serious. I, I'm not a, a dietitian or, or, or an endocrinologist. I'm not in any position to offer anyone advice. If you take my advice, you're an idiot. But who are the, who are the biggest patients you've done bariatrics on? I mean, like how big are the biggest that you've actually helped? We, the biggest that I personally, I mean, look, uh, I've, I've taken 4,000 patients through the process. So obviously my spectrum of experience is, 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 is much larger. It was around 340. But then I've Good also Lord. taken patients. <laughs> yes. Wow. Got, its I've own, also, got its own gravitational pull. Yeah. 
Managed to avoid being pulled into the black hole, a neutron fucking star. That's insane. Three hundred and Doc, how do you even? Uh, how do you? Where do you fit someone like that into a hospital? Well, when they sit around the house, they sit around the house. What 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 happens to them? You know, it's not keeping the biggest patient, but you should ask me the opposite side of that coin. What do you mean? Uh, what is the the lowest? Wipe that we've treated. Well, we we will. We'll save that for another discussion. But today we're going to focus on the overweight, not the <laughs> underweight. I think the one is a, we've got a much bigger problem in South Africa with obesity. Do do we not? Massive, massive. So, Gareth, we cannot, cannot, we cannot emphasize this enough. It, it's completely out of control. You can tell if you just look at Parliament. I mean, there there are so many people in Parliament. No, no, I'm not being horrible here. This is like a it's a perfectly observable phenomenon. And anyone with eyes can see what I mean. We have huge numbers of people who are just completely out of control. Now, I mean, I can I can be mean. I don't have to be mean about this. That also is a huge uh, drain on the, the resources of medical aids, of the, the healthcare industry, of those people's yes. own um, savings, their own ability to manage money because they're constantly going to have to seek health uh, solutions to their their very obvious problems. What is South Africa's relationship with with obesity, and whereabouts in the world are we? Are we on the very very dangerous side of things? Are we somewhere in the middle? We're amongst the top five countries in terms of top obesity. Five. Uh, I believe it. Yes, sure. yes, we are, sure. and we definitely uh, in. The whole of sub-Saharan Africa, we've got no competition whatsoever in that field. It's uh, if we if you looked at it very simplistically, you can say two out of every three women living in the urban area. It's a little bit little bit less in the rural area, um, and one out of every third male. Now. That is summarizing it very simplistically. Why but, is there, it, just it, out of interest, why is there a difference between male and female and in, in, in such a, I mean, that's two-thirds as it, opposed to one-third. Mm. They, they, they have a journey through life, Gareth, that makes them hormonally far more susceptible, susceptible uh, to having an influence on that hypothalamus. Puberty, childbirth, menopause. So, but, but, Again, coming back to Parliament. Okay, so yes, my my question to Parliament: Are are, are you really leading by example? No, yeah, that's exactly it. They, they, they people look up to them, and then they exactly. Oh. So we're failing in leadership uh, skills there, uh, dismally, as far as I'm cons- concerned. Um, I think that they're not setting a very good example at at, at, at many levels, uh, and you know it it, it it irks me at a personal level as well. If they have lunch breaks filled with buffets laid to the brim, yeah, well, especially uh, with, with the unhealthy food. Yeah. No, no, I mean unhealthy food. South Africans also we have to own up to the fact that uh, apparently Bloom, yes. Bloemfontein has more fast food takeout joints than almost any other place in Africa. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, this is like speaking to my friends in Ireland, he literally phoned me and he was like, Ryan, there's like no fat people here because they have to walk everywhere. 
you know, that's a tra- well, transport we have a lot of Well, thing. we have a lot of poor people who walk a long way. Yes. Um, uh, but, but I think But in the urban areas, not so much. Uh, so is it true that, I mean, again, with the, these are statistics I've heard, whether or not they're true <laughs> or not, you can perhaps help us to figure out. Maybe you don't even know. But places like Bloemfontein, they've got a much bigger problem than, uh, than other places. I don't know why, but Bloom apparently is particularly fat. There is a cultural problem there. Um, when I say cultural, I mean cultural problem in 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 lines of the perception of what 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 would be apparent wealth. Uh, and there's no other way to call it. It is apparent wealth. It's 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 so. Hmm. Yes, there, 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 there is. I think a mindset there that 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 needs a lot of work, but. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, uh, you've got to lead by example. Do you know of anybody in Bloemfontein that's leading by example? No. <laughs> and you can't say it's a race thing either because they're fat white people and fat black people. It's all fat. Gareth mm. even texted John Stenhausen to let uh, him know. I, I said to the leader of the opposition <laughs> that if he... <laughs> texted but, 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 I mean, listen, you can say this is mean. But but I'm happy to admit to it. So John Stenhausen has become quite fat since he became leader of the opposition. He wasn't fat when he started. And I said to him, I have a problem with putting my faith and my vote into a fat person because I, I'm not sure you have the self-control. And he's not like gargantuan, you know. He's not like these people who have serious, serious health issues like you're talking about the BMI over 50 people. He's somewhere where it's controllable. Julius Malema went through the same thing. He was very fat. Mm. And he lost a tremendous amount of weight. Then he's kind of settled somewhere in the middle, which is probably healthy. But I think... Gwede Mantasha, he was very thin in the beginning. No, I don't know about that. I've never seen Gwede Mantasha. No, when he, was, when he was a freedom fighter. And then now. Maybe it's because they, they, they catch, yeah, a, na- they catch a nap in parliament. Those, they catch a nap in parliament. Some of those people have had bariatric surgery that you don't know about. Eh? Just, just bear that in the back of your mind. No, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not making any any judgment on those people. What I'm saying is if you're going to stand for office, and you mentioned it, Doc, you said lead by example. Yes. I don't want yes, someone they, who, who looks yes, like they, they're, going yes. to, they're going to chase the KFC barrel down the, the passage rather than pass the important laws for the rest of us. Uh, Gareth, I, I will support you in terms of, of that mindset. I will support you 100%. Uh, if you're a public figure, uh, and you you are going to have well you're quite rightfully saying you're putting your life into other people's uh, mm. hands in an indirect uh, way. Uh, it, it it has got a reflection on accountability, leadership, uh, taking responsibility. Okay, so let's say you are one of those people in a key position like that that struggles with your weight mm-hmm. uh, for for many medical reasons and for all the reasons that I've already discussed, then take ownership of it. The the, the problem in South Africa is is that we really, well, I think amongst the politicians, they're still battling to take ownership. Yeah, I I think that's a problem for all of us. We're we're an external locus of control for everything, whether it be... You know, your, your, your issues around your childhood, your psychological well-being, your weight, 
the the way that you uh, have access to resources or not. It's always someone else's fault, and we always try to externalize these things rather than take responsibility for them. And yes, doctor, I just want to be clear again. I think you are extremely helpful and eloquent, especially on the on the the, the basis that there are people out there who desperately need help who are not able to just eat less and run more. I get that and I appreciate you saying it. And I think that those people are very, very fortunate to have someone like you who can help them with the bariatric surgery and the rest of it where they absolutely need it. But we've got a problem in this country. Top five fattest countries in the world. We've got to sort ourselves out. It's just unacceptable. We're not going to be taken seriously. No one looks at the fat people at the ball. (laughs) Maybe that's why Ryan's leaving. That, that, that. That, to a large extent, I, will, I like your terminology. I can see you've done your homework around uh, psychology, the external locus of control. Yeah. Um, is unfortunately, in this country, incredibly, incredibly high mm-hmm. uh, for everything. Yeah. You name it, it's there. Yes, uh, and it, 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 it's, 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 it is something that, that we as a nation have to... To, to look at and be very honest about uh, how do we how do we change it, Gareth? I mean, the, the only way in which we can change it is to talk about it uh, because, you know, it can become a habitual thing that everybody resorts to. Uh, South Africa may well be past the point of turning the ship around and, and steering it in another direction. However, I would like to believe in the positive side and say that if we have enough media influence and we can get enough people to understand that an external locus of control is probably the worst uh, tool that you can use for solving problems, then, well, then we will have achieved a lot of things with a lot of things couldn't agree more all right doc we're going to let you go and get busy with all the important things you have to do today and the lives you have to save very literally so thank you for making time to be with us i really appreciate it it's always good to have someone who knows what they're talking about Mm. now all the rich people who came to listen to ozempic advice can get that and get on with their lives and all those people who are struggling with obesity can decide whether or not they can do something about it or whether they need to come and see you so we've provided people with solutions today which is fantastic so thank you very much that's been my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Thank you doc. so Thanks, much. Doc. Thanks, Doc. Thanks. And uh, Sunil? Yes. Sorry that uh, you didn't, you couldn't get a word in edgewise. There's all the fat people have taken up I'm all the space. Thinking, oh, I can I'm, tell. Oh. Oh, thinking about the 340 and how they sit Jesus, around. Jesus, imagine 340 kilograms. Sure. My God. I, I, I just can't fit in that studio. They wouldn't fit in here. Now you see, I, I asked my question because uh, there was someone I met in Cape Town and she was quite big, but she was like on a, she had started an Instagram page where she was trying to lose weight, showing people how she, you can do it with exercise and right mm. eating. But about a year in, so I haven't Dead. seen her in so long. No, oh. she got surgery. Oh. And then everyone is like, no, but you cheated. And she's like, no, it's not cheating because of this. No. And so that's why I was need, asking no, my question. No, no, no. If you need, if, if that kind of intervention is what is required and the doctors say that's what you need, that's, that's not cheating. That's saving. And it's not like she stopped that's putting the work your, in. That's saving your mm. life. I mean, yeah. come on. But, but sometimes, you know, like like some doctors, when, when you're slightly overweight or obese is the word being used, they say that it's healthier than being too thin as well. Yeah. So There's... 
just try to try to look after yourself. You never, you know. Again, you get these people with body dysmorphia that they're never happy. They're never thin enough. They're never muscled enough. Mm. They're never f- the, the the right amount of fat. It's just uh, find your happy medium. You're never going to be perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. Self love. There's no such thing as perfect. You ask anybody who you think is attractive, chances mm. are they've got issues. Yeah. Yeah. Self, really, self love, self love. Well, not self love. Well, yeah. Not not unbounded self love. <laughs> exactly where you reach for the packet of uh, sweets and oh, yeah, seven thousand chocolate cakes a month. Uh-uh. Three bunny chows. You and the bunny. Yeah, I'm worried about you. I'm going to come back next time. Sunil's on the. Then we're going to weigh you next time. <laughs> I promise you, I'm bringing a scale in next time you come on the show. We're weighing you. <laughs> See how many of those bunny charts you had. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. That's been lots of fun. And a big thank you to Dr. Tessa Funamadva, who uh, helped us out this morning. Obviously, very, very interesting stuff there. And mm. we only really scratched the surface because it is such an issue. And so many people, as she pointed out, in this country are dealing with it on a daily basis. So if it helped, it helped. Don't expect me to change. I'm not going to, but I'm not your psychologist. I'm also not your boyfriend and I'm not your dad. You don't, like me. you don't like me you don't have to listen I don't give a shit uh, thank you Sunil thank Lovely you very to much see you my thank friend you. and oh. we'll catch up with you again soon keep Absolutely. healing people with the Reiki I will do conga longa longa whatever the hell you do I do conga longa longa but also use <laughs> <laughs> yeah that and the video editing content editing yes, oh, well, that's important. do you do that freelance yeah freelance 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 and uh, yeah, so you're busy yeah, helping I'm, people look I'm better on the internet and the emceeing weddings not getting kisses from guys anymore okay that's good news yeah, that's, I'm proud uh, of you for deciding where your boundaries are <laughs> <laughs> alright and Ryan's still with us for a couple of days so he's not going off to Ireland yet nope. also you got to watch uh, in Ireland that you don't end up uh, drinking too much Guinness that's yes no I've heard you can become an alcoholic from right. moving there so, so we got all the tough love you could wish in one show today. What a way to start your Monday, right? <laughs> Dr. Hanan, Sunil, Ryan, yeah. me, Dr. Tess, everything you need. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Cheers. Bye. Peace out.